Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Worman. Today we'll talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, but not much, and preview the NFL's Week 3. But we'll start today's show by recapping the NFL's Week 2, talk a little bit about our bets also. Uh, there's been some more surprising developments in the NFL uh, second week. Uh, what do you find more surprising, Mike, that the Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and Commanders are all 2-0? and Or is it more surprising that the Chargers and Bengals are both 0-2? Um, early in the season, you always, you always had teams that are, uh, 2-0 or 0-2 that you don't expect. So I don't know if any of them is exactly surprising. I think maybe you could say Tampa Bay is maybe, uh, the most surprising simply because, well, Tampa went to New, uh, Minneapolis and beat, uh, the Vikings and then one handily in uh again you know against chicago who, who everybody thought was going to be quite a bit better but they don't haven't seemed like they've have really improved much much or, or at all and like it's bacon mayfield being the quarterback rather than um yeah you know rather than tom brady so i think i i think tampa maybe is most surprising the chargers well i don't struggles for the chargers are kind of never surprising because the chargers are kind of just star-crossed it seems like they have bad luck they have injuries, they have bad coaching, they just like, you know, and they also, um, you know, played two pretty good teams, so they had, you know, they played Miami at home, very close game, they played at mm. tennis, very close, so they lost two kind of coin flip games, so, you know, that's not that surprising, but, and like some of these NFC South teams that are too, like, well, they're playing terrible teams in the NFC, it's easy to be yeah. like, you know, 2-0 and if, uh, you know, all you play is, um, you know, like, you know, the Saints, they, you know, they beat the, I guess they beat the Panthers and they beat the uh, Titans at home. But like, I don't know, the Falcons 2-0, I guess, is a little surprising. So I thought they'd be terrible. I still think they will be terrible. Um, I don't think, I guess maybe Washington at 2-0 is yeah. a little surprising. But they had one home game against Arizona, who was thought probably to be maybe the worst team in the league. And then they play against Denver, who hasn't seemed to have improved under Sean Payton. So it's hard to say which team's are um surprising and which teams aren't right now and and so i don't know do you, do you have a do you have a pick for the uh surprising least most surprising record or least uh, surprising record uh I, the Bengals were 0-2 last year so that's and then they right so that's what may be less surprising and you know burrow's been injured already and <laughs> wasn't missed the preseason and and uh maybe limping a bit at the end of the last game too so like he's it's not surprising if he's not hundred percent, then it's not surprising. The team is a hundred percent. But the chargers have scored, I think the third most points in the AFC and have two losses to show for it. That's, you know, kind of unfortunate for them, I guess anyway, but uh, yeah, they have given up even more points, obviously. So their defense doesn't seem to be able to hold anything. Do, do you think the chargers wish they would have um, made a coaching change after their, playoff collapse last year because it that came up at the end of last season that it yeah i i was... may have been on the hot seat uh staley may have been on the hot seat at the end of the because of the playoff collapse i was thinking 
Staley was on the hot seat going into the playoffs. And then I think yeah. I actually texted you during that game and said, oh, mm. Chargers up 28 to nothing. I don't think Staley's on the hot seat anymore. We're 27 yes. to nothing. I don't think Staley was on the hot seat anymore. And then they lost. So, like, I would have had, I would have, you know, he would have been fired there because he makes a lot of questionable decisions. He doesn't mm. seem to, you know, he is also not an offensive-minded coach. I think he's, he's from the defensive side. So, like, they did bring in an offensive coordinator, I guess, um, more from um Dallas to change things around the offense has been pretty good but yeah the defense has been bad so I don't know it's only two games still there are nine oh and two teams in the NFL right now that you mentioned uh you mentioned a lot of them uh five of them are in the AFC four are in the NFC we have New England Cincinnati Houston the Chargers and Denver in the AFC we have Minnesota Chicago Carolina and Arizona in the NFC do you think any of these teams or how many of these teams do you think will make the playoffs this season? I'm pretty sure the yeah records of oh and two teams making the playoffs are not so great mm-hmm. oh and three teams I think are even worse, even worse. <laughs> the Chiefs uh, I think made it after being oh and four or even oh and five one year they won like 12 straight uh games after going on four recently like I think that was May 2015 under Andy Reid or something um but yeah but there's so there are so many of those oh and two teams that you mentioned you'd think at least one of them would have to make the playoffs would be surprising if maybe only one of them made the playoffs maybe two teams will make the playoffs which of those two teams uh, i don't know <laughs> well i think you probably think cincinnati if burrow is okay will make the playoffs as long as burrow is relatively healthy they were oh yeah, and they were OT last season. They were yeah. and they looked not so great, but then they were. I think they ended up being um, twelve and four over. You know, would have been thirteen and four had probably had they finished the uh, the Demar Hamlin uh, oh, Bills game. So, you know, they were. I think they were two and three actually at one point, and then they won eleven out of twelve. Mm-hmm. So they had a, they had you know they had a strong finish. And so maybe they'll do that again, but oh and two is not good. But I see I still think Cincinnati probably. I think I don't know, probably not New England because of their division that they're in, especially yeah. because Miami's pretty good. And I think the Bills are looking are gonna be fine, even though they had a rocky first game. Um I don't think the Jets are gonna the Jets are probably gonna fade. Because they looked really bad against Dallas, I think it's probably, mm. and they're looking at people like, uh, you, you know, we're ta- you know Joe Flacco as the as the, as a potential you know signing or um, Chad Henney. I think they were actually looking at at one point uh, to sign, so maybe maybe they'll bring him back. Uh, but I don't. I think New England, maybe, but I think maybe one Houston definitely not. I don't think the Chargers, yeah. Denver. It's hard to say. You maybe going in, you thought at least one of those teams was, was a playoff team. Yeah, but, and they're only one game behind the division right now, so they're both close games. Right in the NFC, I think there's only one team that has a chance at zero and two to make the playoffs, and that's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I don't see Carolina or Arizona as contenders, and I don't think Arizona even wants to be a contender. It seems like they also probably don't want Houston to be a contender because they have their Houston, they have Houston's first round draft pick. So it's possible they'll have two very, very high picks, maybe even the top two picks in the draft. Chicago, I don't see them turning it around unless maybe if they surprise the Chiefs. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't expect that, but uh, Minnesota is the, is the team that I thought, well, they might be able to make the playoffs because, well, they can challenge Detroit maybe for the division and mm-hmm. they've been a playoff team fairly regularly over the past several seasons. They still have, you know, Justin Jefferson and, you know, Kirk Cousins is a, is a decent quarterback. So, and their defense is okay at least. And so um, yeah. that's, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I think, I think probably four to five of those nine have chances of making the playoffs. I'd say probably two or three at best will will make the playoffs. So do, uh, do you think more of the two and O teams will make the playoffs than the O and two teams of the of the non of the unsurprising of the surprising oh. two and O's? Okay, well because there are not right now there are nine two and O teams nine O and okay. two, and I guess that makes it fourteen one and one teams. Uh, of the I, of the surprising ones that we mentioned, like at the top of the episode, Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Commanders. How many of them I, do you think make the playoffs? I think the Saints because I think that division is terrible. I yeah. don't think the Falcons are as good as the Saints are. Well, um, you would just assume one of those will make it, right? Because yeah. three one of those, those teams has to division, make it, right? <laughs> yeah, and unless unless Carolina is the team that comes out of it, right? I could, actually, I would say if I had to rank the three NFC South teams as playoff contenders, I would go Saints, Buccaneers, Falcons. I think the Falcons don't have enough talent, really. Um, and especially the quarterback position. I think actually Baker Mayfield might be, you know, he's led a team to the playoffs before. And I think, you know, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, you know, couple of years back now but they still have a pretty you know they have good receivers they have godwin and they have uh evans still they have a pretty good defense although it's a little bit older than they've been but they've uh rashad white has been a good running back so they have they have the pieces there so i yeah. think if, if mayfield can like rank can rein in his um you know sort of recklessness i think they have a chance because again it's the nfc they are i don't even though the NFC right now looks like their records are have been better in their league play and all that stuff against the AFC, I think that's a, I think that's a blip. Like you know, it took you know the a miracle really for the uh, of, of weird horrible things happening to the Chiefs, for example, for the uh, Lions to eke out a one point win, and then that got kind of you know you know uh, lost at a shootout against uh, the Seahawks, who were blown out by you know, the Rams at home. So like, I don't know if Detroit is quite as good as, as, as they thought they were after that win, especially they, you know, they had 10 days to prepare for that home game against uh, Seattle and, and mm. gave them points. So yeah, I don't, um, of the AFC two and oh, yeah, there's only two AFC two and O's and those are the dolphins and the Ravens. And I don't know if either of those are really surprises. Um, but I would say, Eagles, Cowboys, yeah, and and 49ers probably are the two and O teams that I'm most confident in. But yeah, uh, but they were and then maybe kind of projected them to be playoff teams anyway, right? So, yeah, yeah. So that's not surprising. Which is the yeah, from the surprising groups. Yeah. It's one of those things where this is just A, this is two, this is just two weeks out of us out of an 18 week season. And if you just look at two weeks results, even anywhere in the season, sometimes those can look a little weird because it's such a small sample size. And I think because it's at the beginning of the season, it's even weirder. So I don't necessarily even think that, well, oh, and two teams 
are less likely to make the playoffs. It's simply because, well, most teams that go 0-2 are bad teams, and bad teams don't tend to make the playoffs. If you're a good team who goes 0-2, well, you know, what are your odds? You know, I think that's a lot different. Even mm. if you're a good team that goes 0-3, like, this is a team that you thought probably at some point was going to be a playoff team. It's not like, oh, this is the team we thought was going to finish, you know, 4 and. 12 or 4 and 13 and they went 0 and 4 and then they made the playoffs like that's not what people think it's like it's like the teams like like they were in the playoffs last year or we think they're going to be really good like the Jaguars didn't start very well last year and they they had a surge i so those some of those statistics i think are a little bit misleading because it's it's sort of correlation uh uh, as well it's not just simply causation like if you go into therefore you've lost all these games so you aren't going to be able to make it up um, yeah Sample. It's a sample size. Yeah. yeah, It's like saying teams that go 0 and 2 in week six through six and seven are this likely to make the playoffs. Or it's just, it would be, I think it's about the same, you know, percentage. So I, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, but so, it's two weeks in. Now it's time to start declaring that the sky is falling. So that's yeah. what, what, you know, media tends to do. If the Chiefs had lost to the Buccaneers, do you think the, uh, Sky would be falling. That was a. It wasn't a pretty victory in Jacksonville. What do you? What did you think of the Chiefs there? Their offense has been kind of sputtering. The defense surprisingly has been very good though. Really good defense so far. I mean, that's they've only allowed two touchdowns combined defensively in the in yeah. the two weeks. And uh, yeah, I mean they've been what under on on the on the betting lines even for the first two weeks which is a little you know against character uh for the for the chiefs team at least anyway um yeah and it's yeah typically we've seen the the defense be basically porous for five or six weeks before they like decide to start figuring out how to play together and then by the playoffs they're usually at least passable and they seem very like one of the better defenses in the league i think to this point at least from points allowed perspective uh so far and yeah this this week particularly was sloppy though there were a lot of penalties uh not, they could that seem to come from together looking at like a micro looking at Jawan taylor under a microscope mm. which i think only happened because of the attention placed on the sun on the opening night the thursday night opener where yeah. like you know taylor was jumping early but it seemed like a lot of tackles had been doing that last year and yeah. nobody was getting called but then they, they i think because the chiefs did it they start mm. getting like like uh you know if you watch the, the eagles lane johnson gets up early every time and it's similar to Jawan taylor as a right tackle it seems like the right tackle gets earlier than the left sometimes usually even yeah um, but like you know so like, and then like i you know so taylor you know he in terms of non-penalties he was very good at protecting Mahomes. Mm-hmm better than um you know the chiefs had at right certain uh probably a right tackle since um Mitchell Schwartz uh ret- uh was sort of forced into retirement um but the chiefs haven't their offense it hasn't been good even with Kelsey back Kelsey was I guess it was his first week back so he's probably still limited but mm. 17 points is not very many points and i would say well if the chiefs only score 17 points if they win that's a you know that's really the defense really stepping up and that's what happened right and but they still haven't 
been like forcing a lot of turnovers too. Like even some of the very poorest Chiefs defenses like had you know gotten bailed out by timely turnovers. Yeah, I haven't really seen that yet this season. Anyway, there have been maybe the a couple. Chiefs have turned the ball over hit. quite a bit. Yeah, the Chiefs have turned it over. Yeah, they had another. They had another kind of Sky Moore esque uh, muffed punt like inside the five yard line that only was turned in, or inside the ten yard line was only turned into a a field mm-hmm. goal. But, yeah. Um, Every, I think there are three red zone trips for the Jaguars and three field goals. Uh, so no touchdowns. And so that was, yeah, the defense was really good. Chris Jones played really, really well in his first week back, better than I would have thought. Especially for having missed the entirety of the preseason. That was, yeah, quite a performance. What, one and a half, half sets? Yeah, well, they, they credited one and a half. Carl Aftis also, also had uh, one and a half. And there are a couple mm-hmm. others. She said, you know, had four or five sacks on the night, mm-hmm. on the afternoon, I guess. You know, it was also the only um, noon slash 1 p.m. kickoff time on Sunday that the Chiefs will have at all this year. Is that um, right? So, yeah. It, they, they don't play. Um, I think they play a Christmas Day game at noon, but that's a little, that's a lot different from a you know, I think a, a noon start uh, on on uh, a Sunday when you have most of the games going. And mm. because, the, the, you know, the NFL usually wants the best teams. So usually also West Coast teams play late, but like the best teams they want in the later uh, four o'clock slash three o'clock um, central uh, time uh, time slot so they can, you know, be the national kind of game of the, the featured game. Yeah. And time. so the Chiefs are either prime time or that uh, late game. Again, they play late sometimes also because uh, they play in the AFC West. So they'll play, mm-hmm. you know, at Denver, they'll play at, um, you know, the Chargers and at Las Vegas. But so those are three kind of automatic um, late games. But yeah, it's so, it's, so that I think the, um, so in some ways, the, that drop that um, Richie James had was when he was blinded by the sun, mm-hmm. that won't happen really ever because, again, because of the, the way the uh, schedule is going to uh, shake out. So either also in Florida uh, at, at noon, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, or I guess at one o'clock in Jacksonville. So, yeah. it, so they'll play, they won't play in, they'll, they'll play Miami, but they play Miami in, in Germany. So I guess maybe the, I don't know. Yeah. The Frankfurt uh, game, that's going to be up, I guess, prime time German game, or at least late afternoon in Germany. Yeah. 10 or something. Nine, yeah, nine or ten a.m. Yeah, I think. So yeah, it would be like a three to four probably start at the earliest. Yeah, I think that's right. And six six hours off, right? So yeah, maybe seven, six or seven, depending. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on also when the um when our when standard time switches over uh, in the respective uh, countries. But yeah, so it's, so that's the only early game that the Chiefs are going to play. So in some ways, but. I don't know if they're maybe it's, you could also say, well, are they even ready for prime time because they've just been off? Like the the offense has labored. Mahomes doesn't seem like he has a lot of people to throw to. Mm-hmm. It's like you know if he throws it to something like last week, you know, we, you know, first week everybody was dropping the passes and you know somebody's yeah. giving the ball to the other team and, and allowing them to score. So I don't. I I think the Chiefs' offense is not. I don't know. It's not clicking out. No, this is this is a Matt Nagy thing. Do you think the Chiefs missed the enemy? Because because uh, Washington has been uh, playing pretty well. Yeah, I think maybe 
it just seems like the running game hasn't clicked quite yet. And that may be like what gives the team a little more balance. At least they can keep the opponents like, you know, somewhat honest by running the ball sometimes just to make them think that they might run in the future. But they, I think they'd gone to almost an exclusive passing game until the second half of the, of the Jacksonville game when they did run the ball a little bit and with some success, at least when Pacheco ran it, they didn't have any success when Edward Zolaire ran it. Like Man. they also haven't had much passing, they haven't had much of the running backs at all. Like the passing game to the running backs hasn't been very good either. Like there haven't been any explosive, like you know, McKinnon, McKinnon plays or yeah. even Clyde Edward Zolaire had some earlier in his career, but like he like you know, he just looks lost out there almost. Like it's it's I don't know. I think Pacheco is you know good occasionally running, he runs really hard and he gets some big runs. But like sometimes he just doesn't do anything at all, and like out of yeah. the pass, passing game, he's kind of uh, he's not very great either. So like it's it's I don't know the the whole offense has been bad, and I don't know. Yeah. And like Mahomes, like this is maybe even a critique we've had before is that basically they rely on Mahomes to work his magic all the time, and like so mm. like oh uh, it's third and eight. Well, let's just let just let Mahomes do something. He'll he'll make the first down, and that's what he does because he'll he'll either find a open guy or he'll um, you know run for the first down. And like that seems like it happens a lot, and it's even maybe more pronounced this year. Like um, yeah, maybe a little of it is just that he he's gonna have to adjust a little bit to this different offensive line because it seems like they can actually give him some more time to stand in the pocket. And that, and that may open up some different types of runs that he can do, but he has to be kind of, you know, used to the timing of how how that's going to work out anyway. And I, it seemed like it's starting to come along, but it's, I don't know. I still think there's enough promising signs from the offensive line being able to block longer. But I'm not, I'm not I wouldn't be worried about the team anyway. Yeah, so but Mahomes is running, I think, a little bit more than this year than he did last year. And I think it's mainly not because he's also just not pressured, but like also I think the receivers aren't getting open. So he's mm. been forced, I think, to run more. He has, and he had three kneel downs to end the, this past game. So he had, uh, so right now he has 13 carries for 75 yards. But if you take away those kneel downs, he's probably 10 carries for about 80 yards. Mm. So he would, you know, uh, Pacheco, for example, has 93 yards. He's the leading rusher. So Mahomes is almost the leading rusher. Uh, and yes. he's not really, he's a running he can run when he needs to but he's you know he's he's not Jalen Hurts or he's you know he's not Justin Fields he's a he's you know a mobile quarterback but not a running quarterback I would say so like yeah. there's not much rushing coming from the other team like there's 100 the Chiefs have 191 total yards rushing right now and in two games and Mahomes has 75 of them again that's also with you know kneel down so like he has about 40% of the team's rushing success. And so like, yeah. it seems like it's everything is Mahomes right now. And right. the offense is not like, I don't know. The chiefs aren't scoring easily. Like I think Miami is, or some of these other teams are like where the is different systems. I don't, I don't, is, do you think the chiefs offense is stale or is it just that whether well, it takes time to get going, Kelsey's been missing receivers are young. And as time goes on, it'll, it'll get better. I think it's, I think it's the second one. I'm not super worried about him yet. You know, if this is week seven or eight and they're still having the same problems, I think I'll be a little more concerned, but it just seems like, yeah, Kelsey's just now back and he had 
really only one play where he, they looked like they were Mahomes and Kelsey were in sync, and that was that touchdown pass. He dropped a pass or two early. Yeah. He had those two penalties. The first penalty was like pretty if he's like you know ripped his chin strap off it seemed like and that seemed kind of why did they call I don't know why that's a penalty I guess we don't know there was no one around him so it wasn't like yelling at someone I don't know yeah it seems like if the Chiefs yell uh sometimes the referees call penalties because they did that with Chris Jones last year when he sacked uh Matt Ryan and then somehow got this huge penalty uh yeah basically cost the Chiefs the game against uh Indianapolis last year But uh, do you know the Chiefs' receiving leader on the year in mm. terms of receiving yards? No, I'm not sure. Is it? Uh, yeah, because like Valdez Scantling hasn't caught a whole lot of passes. Maybe Sky Moore had that like relatively long catch in the last game, but I think he only had like two catches total. Sky Moore has three receptions on the year for 70 yards. Yeah, one touchdown. It's 54. He had a 54 yard gain. Yeah. At the end of the game this uh when when Mahomes bought a lot of time and kind of played with the uh Jacksonville defender who was trying to sack him and just kind of lofted it uh, wide open uh more after several seconds of of time was 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 bought by Mahomes but um uh Sky Moore has 70 yards Noah Gray has 69 yards Valdez Scantling has 61 yards but actually Justin Watson is the leader <laughs> with 107 yards receiving wow. five receptions on nine targets um he has also lost uh, a fumble. So one, yeah, uh, potentially bad fumble too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if Justin Watson is leading the team in receiving yards, that's not a good sign, I don't think. Yeah. No. But he, he doesn't seem to be dropping all of the passes that he was delivered last season. There were lots yeah. of drops last year that were. He has five receptions on nine targets, so that's not so great. But Sky Moore is three on seven. Mm-hmm. So that's worse. More dropped a couple. Uh, Tony, of course, has had his drops. He had a better game. No uh, drops in this last game, though. He did have a fumble, but it didn't end up hurting the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, was it on a running play or a passing play? He was trying to get ahead. But he, he looked very good at the early stages of the game. Then they kind of went away from him. Um, and then just, he just, I don't know. Somehow Mahomes had over 300 yards passing to, mm-hmm. like, you know, but with Kelsey having 24 yards and nobody else having a big day, that's that's incredible how he had that yeah. many yards. But it was, yeah, it's 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 been labored, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Do so. you think they're in for a bounce back game then against the Bears, or are you worried about this being, maybe they'll mentally be, expecting a blowout and then underperform. I think if it wasn't the Bears, I'd, I'd be worried. But also, I think since the Chiefs lost opening night at Arrowhead, I think they will play stronger. And they have, it seems like their whole team's going to be there because we have Jones and Kelsey. Both of them were gone on opening night. I don't think we'll have the egregious mistakes like we like, like they had in uh, the first game against Detroit. So I, I would say... You know, I think the Chiefs are favored by it was 13 and a half points. I think it's down to 12 and a half. I don't know. That's a high spread, but I I think the Chiefs win fairly comfortably. But I think the gentlemanly Andy Reid, I would be surprised if they won by two touchdowns. But sometimes if it's just like, oh, the Chiefs are just playing and like, oh, we can't really help it, maybe they will, yeah. but they don't like to win by a lot of points. Well, especially if the defense plays anything like they have the last two weeks, then 
I can't really, it, it's hard to like predict that the Bears will score many points. Justin Fields runs it well, so Chiefs sometimes yeah. have trouble with running quarterbacks. Global quarterbacks. And but this defense seems different than the last several years of the Chiefs defense. But also, I would guess, well, if 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 if, if uh, Fields isn't passing it well, but he's just running, like you know, there's not as much damage you could a quarterback can do on the ground compared to the air. Mm. Really, it's you know, I guess Lamar Jackson, can, you know, but like you know, did that too. But like you know, he still would pass for uh, you know two or three touchdowns in a game uh, in his MVP season. So like, I don't, yeah. yeah, Fields this year has been, yeah, not great. I don't know if there's, you know, there's not the wide receiving threats out there that uh i think the bears i guess they have um dj moore now on the team Mm -hmm. and you know they still have uh chase claypool but claypool has only well he's been targeted 10 times he has only 36 yards receiving through two games dj moore has 129 yards through two games uh herbert has been pretty good on the ground and in the air um, but mostly, yeah, that it hasn't been, you know, you know, the offense, the chip is kind of typical Bears offense. It's mostly run uh, a little bit of pass. And, and, you know, I think there was, I think this week, then wasn't it that Justin Jefferson on the Vikings uh, now has more career yards receiving than any Chicago Bears receiver ever? Career. We talked about yes. that several weeks ago or maybe last yeah. year. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Mike Ditka is still in the top five uh, <laughs> receiving yards, and he's like uh, like four thousand or something like that. It's 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 yeah, it's not a lot for the uh, uh, for the Bears, even though they've been a storied franchise for seventy five, almost a hundred yeah. years. Typically known for their running game mm-hmm. and for their defense, and not so much for their wide receivers and quarterback play, though. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Well, we think of Walter Payton. We think of, um, you know, that, those kinds of teams. The the you know, the defense uh, with you know the of, of the eighty five Bears in that era. You know, Richard mm. Dent and uh, you know uh, Steve McMichael. That sort of uh, uh, that sort of thing. But yeah, the uh, the the receiving yards totals are. Uh, History Johnny Morris, who played in the 50s and 60s, has 50, 5,059 yards. He's the number one. Harlan Hill, who also played in the 50s and 60s. So the positions of Johnny Morris, he is a flanker back. Uh, Harlan Hill is a left end. So we can say the positions aren't even wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Now we get to Alshon Jeffrey, who is the uh, from 2012 to 2016, is the third reading, leading receiver all time, 45. 49 uh 4549 yards walter payton is fourth 45 38 and then mike ditka is 4503 yards curtis conway is uh almost 4500 as well so but uh yeah there's not a lot of long-term success for uh bears receivers and I don't know if maybe maybe one of their current guys is going to be uh, somebody who breaks the list, but um, what, right was, now, what, was the, what was DJ Moore's total for his career? 
Well, DJ Moore has only been on the on the uh, not, not his Bears totals, his previous uh, the 129 yards for the for the Bears. Yeah, DJ Moore has 5,330, which I believe would be yes, it is the highest all time. So Johnny would Moore be the Bears leader. Yeah, so Darnell. Yeah, if if, if all those yards were with the Bears. Yes. Yeah, so DJ Moore has had a yeah more successful career than any. And, Bears. I, and I think they they only had a couple of targets of him in the first game, which just seems like pretty surprising. They you know maybe their biggest acquisition of the offseason was actually getting Justin Fields a. Uh, you know, an actual receiver, and yeah, well, they got they tried to bring in Claypool at the end because he was at the end of last year because he was yeah being I don't know maybe trouble ish in uh, Pittsburgh or because Pickens I think was becoming the uh, number one player there or Deontay Johnson were both kind of ahead of Claypool uh, on the in the uh, pecking order, and mm-hmm. so you know so they have some young guys there. I think Darnell Mooney still pretty, is okay, but like yeah, they don't have any. Well, it's like Fields is not, you know, a great. Maybe it's also the offensive scheme is not terribly good, but they've had a couple different schemes. Well, they have a, you know, I don't know. It's it's, you know, just it's it's just typical Chicago Bears football, I guess. But yeah, um, I think they're missing Matt Nagy as coach. Well, given the Chiefs' lack of offensive success, I don't know. Yeah, Nagy had one good year or two good years decent uh, with with the Bears with um, Mitchell Trubisky as quarterback, but he hasn't been necessarily. I don't know. Maybe he was a difference maker last year as the quarterback coach, but as an offensive coordinator, he had never been with Mahomes. He had been just the Alex Smith offensive coordinator, and that team famously, I think, flamed out in that um, loss to the Titans. Uh, in the second half, I guess Kelsey was gone, but um, I've read recently also that some people think, well, they put Mahomes in in the second half, they would have won those playoff games and possibly gone to the Super Bowl had because they had you know Mahomes there, and maybe even yeah. you know he was maybe even would have been more of a surprise factor in the playoffs yeah. uh, if they just broken him out there, and you know that would have been I think that's an interesting hypothetical, but yeah, um, yeah, I. Or did any of the we were talking about the Chiefs game? Um, did any of the other games catch your eye in any way? Uh, that were were any of them surprising or um, see any like in terms of betting, there were a few that were interesting at least. Anyway, I know yeah, we, one, one was particular, particularly annoying for me at least. Anyway, one was one saved me though in a in a bet also. But yeah, so how did you do on your how did you do on your three uh, best bets of the week? uh yeah my confidence picks were worse than my overall picks mike that is, so i'm not sure what to make of some of this at least anyway right so again it's a small uh, sample size we'll have, we'll have to extract we'll have to like you know go through the whole year and then be able to mine the data later yeah we'll from a i know so my, my first pick i'd gone uh since green bay had played well against chicago i expected green bay to perform because i thought chicago was decent that maybe green bay was just better than chicago I think after week two, and I would say like, oh, maybe Chicago is just that bad. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay is, you know, beating a very bad Bears team. It's not actually impressive. Um, I had Bears minus one and a half. The line moved quite a bit to um, Atlanta being favored um, as the week went on. But when we made these picks, the Bears were favored or the uh, Packers. Yeah, Packers were favored by one and a half points. Uh, but Atlanta did end up winning that game. 
like you know 25 it wasn't, it wasn't that close. close anyway but it was 25 to 24 they won by one point at Atlanta. Yeah. So oh, at least it was closer than that. So if you had maybe, I think it was one and a half at, at the end, the bear, the Atlanta was favored. So if you had gotten the line at the very end, like if we could have waited a little yeah. Sunday, you would have seen it drop and say, okay, that's what, then you would have won had you bet on. Um, it was it was a late field goal. So like the Bucks actually, or the Bucks, the Falcons actually t- won the game on a field goal late. Yeah, I I I had thought the Packers were, were going to both win the game and cover the spread in that game. Yeah. So I was surprised. But I guess it just shows that maybe, maybe I guess you could say maybe the Falcons aren't that bad. I don't think I I I doubt it. I don't think they're very good. But um, it's the NFC, and you know Jordan Love looked good in the first game. He didn't look terrible in the second game, but I don't know. The Packers don't have a lot of I don't know. They don't. They I know their defense doesn't strike me as great, and they're offense you know with love compared to rogers i don't even with rogers their offense wasn't as you know high powered as it probably should have been although we, you know you know we gave credit mm-hmm. to hackett for being this offensive guru who could you know be both an nfl head coach and also a uh coordinator who could lure in uh aaron Rodgers, and and um you know that hasn't turned out well for for him or for Aaron Rodgers, quite frankly, um, what happened. But yeah, I was yeah. So you lost uh, that bet. That was your first one on a late field goal. That's right. Yeah, field goal. Um, I I we we'll talk about we talked about the Chiefs. I did bet my, one of my best bets was the Chiefs minus three. It looked like for a while the Chiefs were going to lose outright that game. I thought the second half they controlled it, but the first half was bad and they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And um. Somehow they're only down by three points most of the time, so it was, it was a ended up being a comfortable win, ish, uh, because it, it ended the best way for Andy Reid with a with a kneel down near the goal line, to uh, you know cement this gentlemanly uh, win. But fortunately for me, they were up by more than three when that happened. Yeah. I had actually thought. Um, I had also bet when the Chiefs were three and a half, I thought that that was a good bet too. So even though it went down, um, I still would have gone with the Chiefs and they won by those 17 nights and they won by eight. So that was that was a fairly um, comfortable win. And, you know, at the end, they could have scored another touchdown to make it, you know, two touchdown game rather than yeah. uh, eight. So that was, that was a good one uh, for me. Oh, this whole week was actually good for my best bets, not for my overall picks where it was actually a lot better than the previous week, but it was around 500. Uh, overall but for my best three i uh knocked it out of the park but uh you're you're you're, you were better at confidence than i was at confidence but yeah and overall picks for some somehow i don't know how (laughs) you're doing better this time small sample size one 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 thing to note though on the chiefs game too that we maybe didn't mention yet was i guess they actually did come out like relatively clean after the game like um there were three defensive players that were injured during the game that were not mentioned in the post game uh, by Andy Reid as being worrisome in any way, apparently. So this Bolt, uh, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay both went down with injuries during yeah. the game. Some but, of it uh, seemed apparently are okay. Maybe cramping involved because it was hot. Because yeah. it was over degrees on the field, and you know, I think it's it was you know it's not we're not that far removed from you know hot summer, but it, the last couple of weeks have been you know t- tapering at least towards fall, and mm-hmm. so like, the temperature 
difference. And and you saw the and you saw the Chiefs were forced to wear the red uh, jerseys and the uh, I don't know again I don't know really how much hotter a red jersey is than a white jersey, but there's a there's that little psychological effect that Jacksonville I guess, uses at home, and the Dolphins did this too, and the Buccaneers usually do this too, and in the uh in in the day games they'll wear the they'll wear the white uniforms too stay cool they choose the they choose the white so the other team has to wear their their uh more colorful jersey yeah i like the chiefs in the red anyway I, I as long as they have red shirts or red pants that's my favorite i don't i'm not a fan uh, i'm certainly not my least favorite is actually the red on red uh the all red look. I don't like the color. The Thursday night monochrome look that they did for a no. while. The white on white is okay, but I like the white. I like the opposite colors, but red on red is just, I think, too much. It looks gimmicky. And it's like when the, um, I don't know. The 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 bills are all blue. I don't like anything. I think when it's like baseball, I usually like the, the, the color for the pants and the shirt to be the same. But for football, I like I like contrast. Some more for hockey. I think I like contrast between the top and the bottom. Yeah. But uh, how was how did your second pick uh, go, Doctor Scaff? Uh, second pick uh, was was a game that I was pretty comfortable with until like the fourth quarter. Anyway, it was the I had Miami minus two at New England. Uh, Miami looked pretty good for most of the game, but New England made it interesting late. Uh, it was they like Miami had gotten up to twenty four to ten, and then New England scored a touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then Miami missed a field goal, which gave New England a chance, and they got it down to like midfield or so before they their drive their drive petered out anyway. But I said it was it was like an almost a lock that turned into a little bit worrisome from the betting perspective, but uh, yeah, Miami ended up winning by a touchdown. Plenty more than the the two points needed, at least. Yeah, that was the uh, that was one of my picks in the in the overall bracket that I actually picked. Uh, that was one of my upset picks. I picked New England to upset the Dolphins at at home because I thought Melbourne, the Dolphins the Dolphins were traveling from uh, Los Angeles. If they went back to Miami, then up to New England, you know, it's, it's, those are long trips and it's a divisional game. I thought maybe Belichick would have something interesting in in mind. They didn't score as many points as they did against the Chargers, but they didn't also didn't score as many points. Uh, themselves and I, I don't think um I still don't think Mac Jones is the answer at quarterback for uh, yeah. New they are yeah so but Miami has looked pretty good this year they also had though looked really good at the beginning of the season last year and then they kind of faded that kind of corresponded though with with Tua's injury so it seems like maybe if uh Tagovailoa can stay healthy maybe uh the Dolphins are going to be really good but if he gets hurt you know, that's a, I guess that's a trouble for anybody. But as we said, uh, Tua is more injury prone probably than the average quarterback. And his injuries maybe are more serious, especially he had that horrible hip injury in college. And then he had mm. awful concussions that, you know, could lead to, you know, disability perhaps or something, you know, uh, in the future. And it's so this is something that they need to really be careful with. But um, right now it's going pretty well for Miami. Um, my second pick uh, also involved a Florida team and was victorious for me. And this was the uh, Bears Buccaneers over uh, 41 and a half. Uh, the, the Bears, uh, uh, the, the Bears Bucks, it was 27-17 Buccaneers. And so they covered it 
Uh, I think it took a defensive touchdown from the Buccaneers to put them over. It was uh, slightly under most most of the time, but um, you know it came out over in the end. I thought I thought the Buccaneers' offense was pretty good, and it was continued to score pretty well. I thought actually the, the Bears might be able to get some more momentum going, but um, neither team scored quite as many as maybe I thought they would. But uh, it still was over forty one and a half. So I was I was pleased with that. I didn't watch that game very closely though. Mm-hmm because it was on at the same time as the same time as the chiefs. Yeah. How, how soon did they cross the over? Was it late? Did it take close to the end or was it? Was there um, plenty over? I, guess, I was thinking right? it was no, the fourth was quarter. Close. I was thinking it was the fourth quarter when it went over, but I thought it was a defensive touchdown that, that put them over the top. If I'm at four, a four yard interception return with two minutes, just, just outside the two minute warning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was nice because so well, that, uh, it came if, down to the wire though to get to the over. Came down to the wire. If though, however, the the only thing that would have been a problem then at the end would have been, um, so if Chicago had so if Chicago had tied the game twenty twenty would have gone to overtime and then probably one of those teams would have won and it would have kicked over, but if Chicago had gone to the field and missed a game tying field goal, that would have been the worst case scenario. Yeah. Also, if they scored the go-ahead touchdown, that would have been okay. But I actually also had uh, the Buccaneers um, on the in my other picks. I, I had them went covering the spread on that one, and, and they did cover. So, but um, yeah, so that one turned out that one, that one turned out in my favor. Uh, there they had two. There were there were uh, it was only twenty to ten at the end of um, the third quarter, and even in through much of the fourth quarter, it was still sitting on thirty. So that was. It was nice to get those uh, two touchdowns in the last seven minutes of the game or so. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. How about your third? How about your third? My third pick. pick uh, I was pretty confident in going into the game, but then, yeah, horrible injury uh, derailed that chances fairly early. I had Cleveland minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. And yeah, Nick Nick Chubb's injury surely had some impact on it, but maybe more of an impact was Deshaun Watson's terrible play. Maybe yes, <laughs> uh, um, you know, multiple defensive touchdowns scored by Pittsburgh uh, ensured their victory. So uh, yeah, Pittsburgh ended up winning the game. So Cleveland had no chance to cover on that. Yeah, one. there's anybody that I I enjoy seeing bad things happen to at least on the football field I don't, you know i don't want to see him get hurt or whatever but like when when uh you know touchdowns on the other team or he throws interceptions or you know he doesn't get your i i enjoy seeing uh and i think and i wonder we thought i thought this at the end because there was a borderline call or maybe not even borderline it was a missed call uh that could have called pass interference at the end when pittsburgh on fourth i think it was a fourth down play there's a pass to the sideline and the pittsburgh defensive back seemed like grabbed the shoulder pad uh but they didn't call it uh because i would have given uh cleveland a first down and you wonder if it like these little cl- these close things at the end if the referees are a little bit um i don't know, we wouldn't say biased but less likely right. to give the benefit of the doubt to cleveland simply because they uh-huh. have such an unseemly player at quarterback i mean he did he was not very accurate during the game. I think he had almost 20 incomplete passes thrown. He yeah. didn't throw that many passes. It wasn't like he threw like 60, 70 passes in the game. It was, yeah. you know, 40 passes attempted and yeah, something like 20 or 22 completions was all. So, I mean, if they gave him four more shots, 
it was no by no means a guaranteed that he was going to do anything with any way. Yeah. So, so like if, if you know Cleveland's upset about that, then they probably could have just played a little better at any other point in the game, and that wouldn't have been close. You know. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, I was yeah. I was just thinking though that maybe that maybe that will be something be something because last year Cleveland was bad enough, so it didn't matter they weren't in playoff contention or something like that, but. You know, Cleveland has a pretty good team. They 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 throttled Cincinnati in Week One. They well now, I'll, you know, probably the biggest story is Nick Chubb getting his knee uh, just annihilated. Perhaps it was really bad. They didn't even show the replay, um, but if, if you saw yeah. parts of it, it looked very like you know Joe Theismann esque or Alex Smith esque almost, where it just like the knee it was just it bent in ways yeah. that was. It's like the um, the Will- Willis McGahey. You remember that injury? Yeah. It was similar to that. I think it looked like it was a dislocation. Probably all, probably all the t- tendons and ligaments are probably, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's like that. bones. Broke. I don't think it's broken bones, though. Yeah, that's. Yeah, what, I, I still haven't seen something. anything about about the injury, so I'm not sure what yeah. what they have actually seen yet. But um, I, I don't think it's broken bones. Would be a guess, at least anyway, from having seen it. I think that was the same knee that he had hurt earlier at some point. It, it, He'd had all of the ligaments reattached apparently once. <laughs> so like. yeah, that, that could be an issue for Chuck. Uh, it seems like you know the the Ford, uh, the backup, seemed to play very well though when he went mm-hmm. in. And it's also possible they'll bring back Kareem Hunt, who's also been who's a free agent. Or Leonard Fournette, yeah. but Hunt has been playing. He played well for the Browns. Um, maybe not as well he played for the Chiefs when when before he had the his uh, unfortunate um, you know criminal incidents. But you know, would you, maybe maybe the hand maybe maybe having both Deshaun Watson and Kareem Hunt in the same backfield uh, would <laughs> not be the best uh, in terms of uh, publicity for the uh, NFL yeah. and trying to attract female fans. But you know, I think at least Hunt seems like a, it was like a one-time thing, at least where you know I think you know Watson is is um, you know multiple-time offender. It seems like so alleged, uh, but. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I was, uh, I didn't bet on uh, that game, but I did end up winning my bets on the uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh because I, because I, I, I had Pittsburgh winning outright, covering the spread and the under, I believe, and it or in the over on that game, and it went over. Yeah. So, um, but that was your that was your final one. My final pick was an interesting one as well. Um, I had the Rams at plus eight and ended up finishing at plus seven. So uh, our um, overall uh, competition um, ended up being a push. So neither of us won. But the, the Rams kicked a field goal at the very, very end of the game. They were down by 10, um, 30 to 20, and they kicked a field goal to make it 30 to 23. So they only lost by seven and they covered the spread. And I was very happy about that. Um, it reminds me of, the time on the Simpsons where Lisa was helping Homer bet on games and I can't remember what team it was, but uh, they asked what Lisa's best day ever was. And he says, well, the, um, some, isn't he the saints or something were favored by four and they were only ahead by three, but then they kicked a meaningless field goal at the end of the game to cover the spread. <laughs> and that was, that was her, her, her favorite day. And so I went three and oh, uh, to, uh, this week because the Rams kicked a meaningless field goal to cover the spread at the end, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm pleased. Uh, and that uh, I was zero and three week one. Now I'm three and zero, so I'm an even three and three 
uh, nowadays, uh, uh, going into week three. How about you, Dr. Scaff? So I was two and one in week one. This week I was one and two. So I also am even three and three. We are tied after week two. You're tied. In terms of our overall betting, though, you have uh, outclassed we're, me. Good we're deal. not tied. You're not tied. I almost tied this week because I was close to 500. Had a couple things broken my way, I would have been in the money, but you know that's what happens. Mm. Um, but you finished uh, in positive territory both weeks now and are, are uh, maybe uh, on your way to becoming a professional gambler, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, this was by, by far the best week. I, I expected at least anyway, but there there were still several games that I thought I, I should have gotten that, uh, you know, the teams didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, 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 and that um, Rams field goal cost me about a hundred bucks too. Cause that <laughs> I had, I had a uh, San Francisco plus minus seven and they, they had it cleared. And then that field goal, you know, turned it into a push so i didn't lose the bet but i didn't win the bet either yeah i had a few that field goal on the monday night game also turned the new orleans carolina game a horrible horrible game i i feel bad in some ways for the people that i guess that were subjected to because like those were ended up being kind of two awful games to watch because we had the horrible injury sloppy play in cleveland pittsburgh pittsburgh's offense looked terrible the defense got some big plays but like that wasn't a, you know, you know, it was 26, 20, it ended up being a close game, but it was not a well-played uh, close game. I don't think you need, at least if you're, if you're a fan of offensive football and I tend to tend to be, but you know, I like, I like defensive plays, but I also like to, you know, touchdowns and, and things like that that are scored by the offense. The offense um, for Pittsburgh was outscored 12 to uh, only scored 12 points and the defense scored. Uh, well, I guess they technically scored 12 points as well because the, Special teams kicked two extra points, but they were they, they the defense accounted for fourteen of uh, Pittsburgh's twenty six points, and yeah. Uh, the um, yeah, and when Cleveland was kind of battle weak, and then they also had that horrible you know the horrible Chubb injury, and and mm-hmm. but yeah, New Orleans against um, Carolina, it seemed like New Orleans was comfortably ahead, but then Carolina kicked a late field goal to make it twenty to seventeen. And that made, and the spread was three, and we both had I think New Orleans cover New Orleans uh, in that game, uh, not only winning outright but also uh, they were favored by three, but it ended up being a push because of the late field goal. So we we you uh, uh, we we both kind of those late field goals turned into pushes, which could have uh, you know helped our helped day. one or both of us depending yeah. on the games. Yeah, so we uh, it seems like we struggled the most this week at the over-unders. Last week was heavily, week one of the NFL season was was heavily under. Most of the teams didn't cover the over-under line. But week two was very different. 13 overs hit the week. And we, we were still betting fairly heavily to the under. You were 7 of 16. I was 8 of 16 on the over-under. But that was by far our worst category do you see yourself shifting maybe selectively to more overs this week because of that 13 and 3 over versus under (laughs) i was more under week one i was more over week two so i was wrong both of the times so i i'm i and i wasn't really looking at um 
either one i'm just looking at the games individually what i think there will be so yeah i think that will even out in the end but it's looking weird right now for me so that's where my real money has been lost it seems like some of the money line games in the first week i also did poorly but this week i think i did well i was i i made money on both the spread and the money line mm-hmm. uh, here so i was um in the positive but then it was the over under that didn't so i think i'm getting there so maybe you know i'm still down quite a bit for the year because my first week was so bad but this mm-hmm. is one of those things where I kind of know that I shouldn't bet week one because I don't know what's going to happen. And so if I wait, you know, maybe as time goes on, maybe I'll have a better um, feel for each of these teams and what the scores might be. So we'll see, you know, we just have to, we just have to keep plugging it out. Unfortunately, I'm not using any of my real money to find out what these things are. Right. So, but you know, the results are, 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 are helpful. Um how about you, uh, Dr. Skip? Are you are you uh, just going to keep uh, stay the course, or are you going to uh, tweak anything to try to you know make even more money as you go on? Yeah, I think the thing I'll, I think I'm, I'll probably try to s- stick to the same strategy on the spreaded money lines. I was eleven of sixteen on the money line this week, which was pretty solid. Uh, but I think I think I'm going to work, yeah, to make sure I pick a little more heavily on the overs this week i think it seems like i think traditionally it seems like the offenses take a little more time to get in sync and once that happens i think the offenses tend to you know score more points but uh i didn't expect it to happen that early in the season the uh we'll have to see what the lines do i guess as the as it if the over under lines as a whole for the nfl start to go up this week then then uh you know maybe there won't be too money much of a change but uh if they're about the same point totals this week as they were last week then i'm probably gonna be betting a little more towards the over this time yeah because you know the vegas guys they they uh you know are watching these results even more closely than we are and they are accounting for each of these changes and trying you know uh, so it's very very difficult of course to uh, win against uh the house but you are winning so far. I think you've you were you made over you made a uh, over five hundred dollars this week, and you're almost you're at five hundred and almost five hundred sixty dollars over the two weeks up now. I only lost about fifty five dollars this week, and so mm-hmm. but I am now almost I'm about nineteen hundred dollars in the hole. So I am you know twenty six hundred dollars or so less than you uh right now so i am i'm i'm way behind but you know i have i lost a bunch the first week i lost only a tiny bit so if these mm-hmm. trends continue i'm going to be making zillions of if i make if i make uh 1500 more dollars than uh next week than i made this week you know i'm 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 really uh headed to you'll that. you'll have passed me in 2 weeks yeah basically that's what it looks like right well yeah. we'll talk we'll talk about our bets you, this you, week see, see yeah we do but um any, do you have any other comments about this week two in nfl i was gonna say maybe just this that you you were exactly the 54 percent correct picks this week i think it was just unfortunate that some of that 54 percent was um on the money line and money line, that, yeah. that uh the payout was a little low so uh the 54 i was that's kind of one of the things i've been wanting to see is if that if that number how accurate that number is the 54 percent i think is the number that you, yeah is i think it's quoted accurate. as being the n- a number that you a number of bets you need to be 
you know, correctly getting to be able to make money at this. At yeah, this I think event. I think that's more correct. Like if it's the spread or the over under the the the, fl- the coin flip yeah. uh, bets. If they're relatively even odd games, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, the money line can, you know, you know. Yeah, so I was at sixty percent correct picks this week, and was up five hundred thirty-one dollars. So yeah. out of the forty-eight hundred, about ten percent. Yeah, the Lebanese dream is is really uh, becoming a a uh, you know a force to be reckoned with in in the, the world of NFL sports betting. We'll see if that can. Uh, Come on, come on, uh, or continue uh, in uh, weeks three through eighteen. Uh, but uh, should, should we move on for a brief interlude with talking about the Kansas City Royals, who have won several games more than we thought? But of course, it's way too little, way too late. Yes, uh, they won again tonight um, against the Cleveland Guardians. They did hold on seven to six. Uh, they are now fifty and one hundred two. So the most losses they have 10 more games the most losses they can now have is 112 do you think the royals can win 55 games you think they can go five and five in their last 10 they have won uh i think five of the last six right yeah yeah since our last episode they are five and one yeah so Um, what do you i'm gonna say they will if it was an over under five wins, I would not take the over. I think I think they'll win exactly five games. That would be my You think it's a push? I would say I would I would bet on the push if you can bet on the push. Bet on the push. Oh, that would be a lot of that'd be a lot of money probably. <laughs> I'll be it's it's an exact probably. win total, yes. Yeah. Um exact, exact win Yeah. Ten to one probably, I guess, probably, right? Because you would say, well, I don't know, maybe maybe less. I don't know. Because you're more likely to win five than you are out of ten than you are to win ten or zero. It's like you know, yes, if, you know, random coin flips. It's gonna there's 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 gonna be some noise, uh, you know, on the edge. But like it's gonna be mostly well, they're gonna win probably somewhere between three and seven that, games. Yeah, maybe six because it's the Royals. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it's somewhere in there in the in the you know. Um, you know, if you roll dice, lucky seven is is you'll get that one sixth of the time. So maybe maybe get yeah. six to one on five. Well, um, and, and the the final six games of the year are meaningless. The opponents are not um, in the playoff race by any means either. So there's a they they should be, you know, the other team isn't playing for anything either. The Royals seem to care more about winning games that don't matter than other teams are. Would be my well, you might think maybe it matters for Matt Quattrero because if he's if the team is only like you know it's it's not a hundred it's not a hundred and fifteen lost team which would have been yeah. like historically bad and you know if not for the Oakland days the worst you know one of the worst records in history um, this year you know the, the Royals are still the second worst team in major league, major leagues but they're about two and a half games above or three games maybe above now uh, the A's and you know they're you know, comfortably, you know, I, I would say, com- probably, you know, not comfortably ahead of the A's, but, you know, they, they aren't, you know, going to be written into, like, the annals of the worst, worst, worst all-time teams, probably. You maybe mm-hmm. lose 10 straight at the end, and they're 15-1-12. That's not so good, but, you know, they'll yeah. win a few at least, and it'll be like a, you know, I, you know, I was, at maybe a couple weeks ago, we were thinking, will they lose 115 games, at least? You know, that was mm-hmm. where we were, so they're improved. 
maybe this is what keeps Quitrero's job, um, which maybe is a victory for him, but maybe not for the Royals. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think he has anything to do with anything. I think it's the problems with the franchise are higher up than the manager. You don't think the bullpen uh, use, or you know, if you look at the uh, ex, uh, expected win loss. Race. The Royals should be 57 and 95 rather than 50 and um, 102. So they should have won about seven more games if they had, you know, just sort of average luck. And yeah, I think over the course of a season, it kind of evens out. They're, they're don't, well get me, don't get me wrong. Quattrero's decision making has been garbage, complete garbage. I mean, completely garbage. But what I don't want to see is this group of administrators like you know above the manager making decisions about the new manager you want all of that to be cleaned out before they bring in new managers that's what i would say and before they build a new stadium well better be before that <laughs> in, in beautiful North <laughs> we, don't, City? we don't need five more years of this do we no have you heard have you heard anything about where the uh, site is going to be is there uh... I think maybe as early as next week is when they're supposed to announce their choice for site. Oh, really? Has there, has there been like, end, end of September? Has there been a rumor that it's going to be downtown? You st- what, what are the odds? Do you think it's going to be North Kansas City? Versus, like North Kansas City has to be the underdog. You would think, though, right? You would think, but you know, after we looked at the stadium designs, I think we both agreed that the North Kansas City site is almost has to be the choice. I don't know why you'd even consider the downtown site based on the view of the stadium from yeah, you know, inside the park. Yeah. Cause the view is, you know, they're going to put the view either facing Southeast or, or West. Or, I guess. Yeah. The view, yeah, well, east, like, east, like, east. Would east be, or South, yeah. Southeast. Yeah. And, um, or at least South at some sort like if it's, if it's just kind of plain South, um, you could see downtown from, the seat from the from the seats in North Kansas City, but you can only see like, you know, the east side of Kansas City, or maybe a few new buildings that the the Royals build. Uh, and so it's not a downtown view. You don't get you know you don't get the skyline, you don't get Bartle Hall, you don't get the Sprint Center, you don't get any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so unless you're standing in the concourses, looking away from the field, and yeah, you know, which is nice, I guess. But you want to you, the idea is that well, you want it on TV, you want to look at you know you want to see stuff. I think. But this, also, you might well the downtown's a little bit far away though too with um, uh, in North Kansas City, so it's not yeah. ideal either way. But no, um, I would say I was thinking I don't know is it seventy thirty probably downtown probably somewhere in that why area. Would you, why would you again? The question is why would you move it like out if you if you you wanted a downtown stadium and you want a new stadium? Why move it to another place that's not downtown? Yeah, but it's closer, I guess, and it's sort of in the new kind of vibrant hipster Brooklyn area of Kansas City, North Kansas City, yeah. which is a little strange since uh, we well, I just it. saw recently too that I think they they have like an actually different uh tax setup too for North Kansas City, like they may not pay like earnings taxes, hmm. and so the team may want to move it there for <laughs> for tax reasons, even I don't know, but things have to change for like the the uh, community because. There's a Jackson County uh, tax that went to the sports complex, and at least if you move it downtown, you're still keeping it in Jackson County rather than moving to Clay County, mm-hmm. which will alter things. And I don't because again, some money is going to be on a sales tax, and 
usually Kansas City doesn't doesn't mind uh, you know putting sales taxes on because we we it's gone steadily up since we were kids. I think it was about six percent when we were kids. Now it's like ten percent. It seems like uh, the Kansas City yeah. sales tax. It's just a lot. It just they, they like the they like the regressive taxes in in Kansas mm. City. Um, it's even eleven and twelve percent in certain certain oh. like entertainment areas. Oh wow! Yeah, Dude, yeah, it's it's pretty high in certain areas. And also the hotel taxes and rent a car taxes; those are usually popular taxes because the idea is like, oh, we don't, the residents we don't we don't we don't pay those. It's just those out of town goobers yeah. that come in, and they don't. You know what are they going to do? Not rent a car or not stay in a hotel? They pay a eighteen percent, twenty percent tax. So right. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> local taxes are kind of funny but yeah. yeah i yeah so that'd be interesting maybe maybe so probably but not by next week's episode but maybe the week after we'll we'll know the uh yeah i think maybe towards the end of next week they may have the announcement somewhere in that area possibly the week after but we'll you know it's up to them it's their, it's like their whim basically as to when they'll make the announcement because i don't think it has i don't think they're like um taking input from from the, the communities or areas that they're looking to move into as to what their decision is. I think that's yeah. it's fully on their shoulders and then they'll deal with whatever municipalities they have to yeah. uh, after the decision is made. I think the chiefs, if anything, are probably pro moving them because they think, well, we can build a new arrowhead right next door. Yeah. We don't have to like look for a, interim site or like build it in a weird place on the parking lot or something like that, you know, and, and uh, if that happens, but, or build a new GEHA field or whatever they're going to uh, call it, Acrisure, uh Stadium, Acrisure Stadium West. Uh, maybe all the stadiums will be called Acrisure in the future. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, some sort of soulless corporate entity will take over all of the stadiums and we won't have any local yeah, because I think they also want us. They want. I'm sure they want a corporate name on on the new stadium. They don't. I, mean, I doubt they will keep Kaufman or Royals Stadium. Did you, did you like what they did with the um, Oakland Coliseum though, where it was like Overstock.com? Was it was the, O.co for a while. It was yeah. still O.co. Yeah. So yeah, Oakland like Coliseum Overstock.com. Yes, yeah. I like that. I like that um it wasn't quite so overtly ridiculous like like the crypto.com instead of the staples center (laughs) right yeah i guess the staples center is not much better like it's still just an office supplies no but that no but that's but now it's the crypto.com or whatever is the name of the oh is it what's the staples center it's like the crypto.com arena or something like that well that's pretty bad because of it's just it's just a scam but you know, I, I think it's, well, I guess it was like that with the Livestrong Park when they had, uh, yeah, I guess Livestrong yeah. wasn't a scam, but but it was Lance Armstrong was a pretty unsavory figure. And Enron, Enron Field, yeah, yeah, it became what, what did it become after that? Minute Maid Park for a while, Minute Maid, yeah, that's it. I don't know what it is, like now. there can't be anything more wholesome than orange juice, orange juice, yeah, it's a Coca Cola brand of orange juice, but it's still, <laughs> it's still better than a shady electrical electric company. Uh, semi quasi public, uh, private. I don't know what it was. It was it. it was a, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, a complete collapse of a giant corporate uh, yeah. Worldcom, Lehman Brothers, you know, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merrill Lynch Park. Yeah, um, yeah. Fannie Mae. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe GEHA will go. Maybe there'll be some sort of weird health insurance collapse and Acrisure and all of these uh, entities will, will 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 go down. But um, I don't know. Any more? Do we have any more Royals news? I don't think we really do. There's, you know, I guess yeah. Singer and uh, Brady Singer and Brad Keller both been shut down for the year. Mm-hmm. And two two more catchers have been called out. They've really gone through because Sally has had a uh, concussion, so maybe he is hopefully maybe all shut down, or at least maybe only going to play a couple games later as a DH. Yeah. Um, but did you find it weird that uh, Melendez is below the Double A catcher on the uh, catcher depth charts? Yeah, they really don't want him as catcher. It seems like they're really trying yeah. to get him to be a outfield outfielder right now, and you know he's not very good, but he's. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it's a long term project. Maybe he'll be all right. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little strange because you think that's why Melendez is on the team partly because he has that versatility on defense and he can play catcher. But the Royals have not done that, and it's also one of those things where you think, well, being a catcher maybe isn't as intense in terms of some of the nuances as it used to be because you have the pitch calling electronically now and mm. that could probably also be done with the dugout community so i'm sure there's some communication there um the idea of pitch framing is not supposed to be as important anymore because of the you know the the, the sort of specter of the looming specter of the robot umpires that are going to call bars and strikes so people are really paying attention to that more you know so it's the umpires you know, don't seem to be <laughs> well, the idea they is they don't seem to be worried for their jobs at all because they well, have, have a few guys here terrible this year. Good games. Yeah. Who was that umpire uh, uh, who called the perfect game? Uh, oh, uh, no, I don't remember now. Uh, no, I, no, got nothing. Wait, you, it was uh, Pat Hobart, uh, America's most accurate, Major League Baseball's most accurate umpire. He called. Uh, a perfect game uh, in game two of the 22 World Series. Yeah. He was, um, yeah, he was, he was really, he was really good. Uh, he was also pretty good. Yeah. He was, so he's, he's the, he's MLB's best. I would say like Angel Hernandez or uh, Joe West or somebody is probably one of the worst, but um, we won't need to, you know, we don't need to go through major league baseball umpire, at least not, until we get to the playoff race, we'll talk more about baseball playoffs, but the Royals are comfortably out of it and we'll be able to have a nice long vacation. Um, so should we move on to week three of the NFL? Let's do it. our potential bets. So we've, uh, you, we've each made uh, three of our best bets, our, our best picks. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about those today. Um, well, the chiefs game also coming up. We did. We didn't bet on the Chiefs. We talked a little bit about the Chiefs. Do you? I think the Chiefs are favored by twelve and a half. Do you think the Chiefs win? Do you think they cover? Uh, for your initial uh, thought, do you? Uh, what do you think this is a bounce back game for the offense? Do you think? What do you think is going to happen here with the Chiefs Bears? Yeah, I think. Hopefully, this is the like the offense gets right game, and it's and everything you know the running game picks up a little bit just enough to let the, you know, maybe the wide receivers get a little more open at times so that, you know, Mahomes actually has a chance to find somebody. Uh, I think that the, man, it's hard to to think that they won't do well in this game, but that doesn't mean they won't. Uh, I would, I expect them to win and cover, mm. possibly even challenge the, uh, 
the over the over number nearly by themselves. by themselves. I think it's 47 and a half, something like that. So yeah. like you think maybe Chiefs are 40 plus uh let's give you hope. You would you would think. I don't know how it's they don't counts. but we'll see. Okay. I, mean, they, I like that too. I don't know. I, I am, Slate has some pretty lopsided I'm a little bit worried that maybe this will be a little bit of a slump that the Chiefs offense had like a couple of years ago when they went through like a five or six game stretch where they where like they couldn't do a whole lot. But I hope that's not the case because I, I, I like you said, you think it's um, the Chiefs offense is getting in sync or it will with the young receivers. And once Kelsey gets on board, I'm I I hope that I I do worry, though, that maybe the offense under Nagy and even under Reed maybe is a little stale compared to um, maybe like a, you know, Mike McDaniel offense in, in Miami or something like that, where it seems like, you know, he's getting a lot out of Tua or some of these offenses that are, you know, you know, or even what's going on in, in uh, San Diego or not San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers, they're scoring a lot of points, you yeah. know, with new guy, Kellen, you know, maybe there's something, you know, different and new, but I think, Reed is still really good at finding individual plays, but I wonder if the scheme is becoming a little stale. I don't know. That's my that's my worry. I would I would think that you know if they if they can clean up some of the penalties, some of those drives would have continued. Yeah, and I think they had eight penalties on the offense, and that really, you know, if it's supposed to be third and two, and now it's third and seven, well, that's kind of a big difference. Or second and fifteen instead of. Yeah, <laughs> it's still one of those things you expect the Chiefs to make it every time because they have yeah. Models. And so that's yeah. hard. It's every like almost every time I think the Chiefs don't score on their drive, I'm surprised. And I don't, you know, I am I, I so I, I like that, but I also um worry that that's not always going to be the case. But I'm yeah, yeah I think the, I hope this is the Chiefs kind of get right game. Um, you're looking for a, a bounce back week of your own on the on the best bets. I'm looking for a bounce back week on the on the whole, but um, my I, I want to continue my stellar uh, uh, success from the last from last week. Um, what's your what is your first um, game that you're 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 making a a confidence high confidence bet? What's so, your lock? What's your first lock of the week, Doctor Scott? My first lock of the week is the uh, betting on the team that that I got the only pick I got right last week. Uh, Miami is going to be playing Denver in Miami, I believe. Uh, yeah, it is in Miami, just to make sure. Uh, the Broncos have not looked very good uh, so far. Miami's favored by just shy of a touchdown. I've got Miami minus six and a half. Okay, so the Broncos have played two home games. They're 0-2. The, the Dolphins have played two road games. They're 2-0. and 0. So yes. do you think that uh, you wonder is is are these trends going to continue for both teams in the, the in their winning or in their home performance versus away performance? Yeah, um, I yeah I don't I haven't decided about that game yet. I'll I want to see maybe by Thursday when we make our um, you know today's Thursday for for you listeners, but uh, it's Tuesday for us here at the Power. We we uh, you know record this a little bit early, so I want to wait until I can get the best number and see what and see what see what shakes out for that game. But I could see Miami just rolling. But I could also maybe see um, Denver kind of keeping it close. But um, I'm I would lean towards Miami right now. But I I, I that wasn't one of my locks. Um, my first yes. lock was um, actually involved uh, teams again that I have bet on earlier this season. 
two teams I have been correct, or one team I've been correct with each time, and that was with the Cleveland Browns. I predicted them to um, beat the uh, Bengals and cover and all those things, and I and the and I got the over under right I think in that game too, and I also got I got all three of those right in the Pittsburgh uh, Cleveland game. So I'm 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 betting against uh, I'm betting on Tennessee at Cleveland. Um, there is a Cleveland Tennessee. Did you know that? I didn't. But it's <laughs> I think not it's that second, Cleveland. I believe it's the second largest Cleveland in the United States. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Cleveland, Ohio, of course, is the largest, and the game will be played in Cleveland. Uh, the Titans uh, are three and a half point underdogs. Cleveland is three and a half point favorites at home. I don't know if this is partly uh, continue my bets against Deshaun Watson, but also I think Tennessee is better than people think. Uh, so three and a half is a lot. I think it's gone actually down to three in some places. So I, I got it at three and a half. Um, so I'm going to do Tennessee plus three and a half in Cleveland. I think it's going to be close. I don't know if Tennessee's going to win, but I think it's, I, I like the three and a half uh, points. With they don't have to win. They just have to cover. That's it, right? They just have to, they just have to lose by less than four points and then you're yes. fine. Yeah. That's fair enough. We, yeah. Tennessee I did play a lot better in their last game. Yeah, they did. They did. It was, I guess New Orleans is tough on the road. And it's the first, but I, I think Tannehill hasn't been, uh, you know, he's injured a lot of last year. So maybe he's just getting back into the sink. He's getting old, though, too. You hope he doesn't fall off a cliff. Um, but they still have Derrick Henry. Um, they have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Traylon Burks has looked better uh, as wide receiver, too. So I, I, and the defense has always been strong. So I like, I like, um tennessee uh plus three and a half Uh, i just looked at cleveland tennessee and uh uh, cleveland tennessee is a population of forty seven thousand three hundred fifty six. it is um so is the 16th largest city in tennessee so i i still think that's probably the second largest cleveland maybe somewhere intrepid uh astute viewers (laughs) might collect, correct me in uh, this week's viewer mail but i do think cleveland tennessee is the second largest and did you know that cleveland tennessee has uh the fifth largest industrial economy in tennessee even of all cleveland's no oh. it's pretty close actually to chattanooga um and it was uh part of the Cherokee territory and also may have been uh, one of the first areas explored by Hernando de Soto. Uh, so, you know, that's Cleveland's got a, a long history. It reminds me a little bit of, of uh, um, you remember that line in uh, Wayne's world where Alice Cooper was talking to Wayne and Garth about um, Milwaukee. He Milwaukee. Goes, Milwaukee. 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 I think Wayne goes, uh, uh, do you come to Milwaukee often or something? And he goes, well, in Alice Cruz goes, well, Milwaukee certainly has had its share of visitors. <laughs> uh, the Native Americans were trading, trading here as early as something or other. He goes, yeah, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Goes, yes, Pete, it is. It's uh, Algonquin for, Milwaukee, Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun fact about Milwaukee, it's the only major American city to elect three socialist mayors. So, um, even though, but anyway, that reminded me of Cleveland, Tennessee, our, our little, our little uh, silence. I still quote um, Wayne's World, the movie from, you know, 31 years ago, probably now, 1992. <laughs> um, it had that effect on me. But um, anyway, Tennessee at Cleveland plus three and a half. How about, <laughs> your, how about your first, or your second, your second bet of, of the week? 
my second pick, I'm going to a uh, set of teams who are both 0-2. And, and the line is even. So it's uh, likely that somebody has to win, I think is what the, uh, the idea is here. Uh, Chargers at Minnesota. Chargers scored a lot of points. I expect to see them win the games. I'm taking the Chargers even at Minnesota. Ooh, Chargers at Minnesota. That's a yeah, coin flip game. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams need that victory to help their playoff chances. I think both of those teams are probably seen as at least playoff hopefuls going into the game. Yeah. Which do you think is so you think the Chargers look better in their 0-2 probably than the than the Vikings have in theirs. Although I believe the Vikings did lose both of their games by only one score, which was their thing the other way last season. I think they were not, did they win, what was it, nine, 11 games last season by one score? I think they won, yeah, something like 11 in a row or something, 13, and I think maybe even 13 and 0 in one score games or something like that. They only won like one game that they were, thir- I think they were 13 and four. I think they only won one or two games that wasn't by one score. Yeah. And they were blown out basically in all their losses. And so this year, maybe the uh, numbers yeah. are not quite in their uh, favor, but um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting, interesting game as well. It's also, is, is it, what time is the game? Is it noon or is it, it's a noon game? Or one o'clock. It is a noon, noon central time game. So it's early for the Chargers. That's also when Kirk Cousins shines those early windows when not a lot of eyes are on him. You know, he had a lot of eyes on him in Philadelphia this past week. You could also say the only teams that uh, Minnesota's lost to are both two and oh now since they lost to the Buccaneers and the Eagles. So maybe, but I guess um, since the Chargers lost to a one and one now uh, Titans team. Uh, so you know maybe you can make that argument for the Vikings I might pick the Vikings just to be different but also that would probably just widen the gap between me and you too so I, I, I'm i uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it but yeah I think that's an, I think theoretically I think the Chargers should be you know they're scoring a lot of points they it's in a dome so it doesn't seem like the weather's going to be a, it's like not like they're going to and uh, you know Minnesota in the winter and there's no dome or something like that so it's it's you know, it's sterile conditions. I think that's when Justin Herbert can probably do well. Although you think maybe with the turf, maybe two or three Chargers receivers are going to be injured. Uh, <laughs> Keenan Allen, Mike Williams out for the season. Uh, we're out for six to eight weeks and then coming back and kind of, you know, that seems to happen to the Chargers. They haven't had their injury bug yet. So um, uh, they, they did lose um, Eckler, I think. They, they, oh, they did lose Austin Eckler. Yeah, okay. He didn't, he didn't play in the second game. So, and I think that was part of why they didn't play quite as well in that second game is he, is he supposed to be back i don't i don't know i haven't heard but i, I know he missed the se- the second game or i heard he was supposed oh, to I, I see chargers news injury updates for austin eckler eric kendricks are bleak Ooh. no timetable for return so uh that might not be good um well but... I, and I, don't, I don't actually know what happened to him i just know that he was supposed to miss game two okay but i still think i think i, I don't think the chargers are a bad pick and i think i think um I think I think they could certainly win that game. My uh, second pick also deals with that game, the Chargers in Minnesota. I decided to stay away from the spread, however, and focus on the over/under, which um, hasn't been that great for me overall this year. But it was it worked for me last week um, with the Bears Bucks. 
I think the Charger and I uh the over under for that game is high. It's 54 and a half. It's actually, I think, gone down some places, down to 53 and a half. So I think I'm on the right side of this. I think it's gonna be under 54 and a half. So I like um Chargers at Minnesota under 54 and a half. It's still, you know, it could be higher scoring than that, but I think. Like if you, I think you seem to think if the Chargers win, maybe Minnesota's not going to score a lot of points. Mm. And you know, I could see, you know, if it's a, you know, thirty-five to you know thirty-five seventeen game or something like that, would still be under. Um, and so I, I like the possibilities of the under there, even though I think both those offenses are pretty good, but the Vikings offense hasn't been hasn't looked so good lately. So maybe they missed Dalvin Cook as a, you know, I think Madison's pretty good, but. He's not, he's not, I don't think he's quite Dalvin Cook, but uh, I like the chart. I like the Chargers Vikings under 54 and a half. I think the Chargers scored 58 points in the first game, in the first two games, to be a 29 point average. They've given up 63 points, 31. Are you well, worried? That they will follow that trend. Um, I'm somewhat worried, I guess, but I also think the Vikings. Well, it's I don't know. I think the Chargers' defense is bound to improve a little bit. They aren't going to be that bad all year. I think as well that um, the Chargers' offense might not be that potent all year either. And I don't know. I I, I 54 and a half is a lot of points in a football game usually. So unless it's yeah. you know twenty twenty seven, you know which it could be. I, I I still I like the chances of going under. You know, you know. So for for one of these things, you never you're, even my locks of the week. You're never sure, even if it's a lock, uh, here at the uh, uh, Worman headquarters. But it's I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. How about your third pick? What do you what what's what is your third shoe in of the week or your third lock of the week? Uh, third third pick is uh picking against another AFC West team. Picked for an AFC West team earlier today. Now I'm gonna pick against an AFC West team. Uh Pittsburgh is a two and a half point underdog at the Raiders. Hmm. I don't think the Raiders have shown much so far. I'm not super worried about them. Maybe Pittsburgh's defense can pick up a defensive score here or there, maybe like they did against uh, Cleveland. Um, I've got Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Okay. Pittsburgh's offense hasn't been very good, so maybe relying on defensive scores is not necessarily a path of victory. But you think, well, Trubisky was – I mean, not Trubisky. Uh, uh, Kenny Pickett was so good in the preseason. Maybe it's ba- they're bound uh, to break out uh, and have, have some success against the Raiders who haven't been um, so good. We all say, well, maybe this is Garoppolo's time to shine. I don't know. Um, I I I kind of like Pittsburgh getting the, those 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 points. I think it's going to be a, probably a close game, but I don't really have a feel on who's going to win that game. So if yeah. I were you, I yeah, I like I would take Pittsburgh simply. To, and I and I might wait and see what kind of happens with the line, whether yeah. whether um, late if late Raider money comes in or something like that. I uh, might open it up a little higher even. Uh, for you know, plus three and a half, I would really, really like. I don't know if it's gonna would it would do that, but um, if it moved maybe closer to even, I don't know what I'd do. But I, I, I like, I like, 
I do like Pittsburgh's chances. I thought this year, coming in this year, they were a pretty good team. And I thought they were a potential kind of playoff sleeper. I thought that the Raiders probably would not be. So even with Garoppolo, yeah. I don't, I, you know, so I, I, I like that. I like that pick too. Um, I am also venturing, well, I'm not venturing out West. I'm taking another West Coast team. So I bet both, so I'm betting uh, um, both games involving the Los Angeles teams in this. So, so there are again two Monday night games this week for some reason. And the later one, I think, is I mean, it's the earlier one. I don't remember which one. It's one of the Monday night games. It's the Rams at the Bengals. Uh, the Rams have been, uh, they're one and one this year, one at Seattle, lost at home to um, San Francisco, which is pretty much like a home game for San Francisco because there are no Los Angeles fans. I guess I think the Rams have a few more fans than the Chargers do, but it's, you know, there's not a lot of home field advantage. So I think the Rams are used to playing against in hostile, hostile areas. Um, so the Rams are at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, of course, is 0-2. Their offense hasn't looked very good. But I think they're they will they're bound to get on track sooner or later, and I think the Rams' offenses look pretty surprisingly good. So um, I decided to take an over under here as well. It's uh, forty three and a half, so pretty low. It's eleven mm-hmm. points lower than the, the Chargers, Minnesota. And I think both the Rams and the um, and the uh, Bengals have potential to have very good offenses. They have good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They have some good surprising wide receivers, even without Cooper Cup. Um, uh, Puka Nakua uh, has had uh, some really good games. I picked him up on, one, on my fantasy team uh, luckily nice. last week. Uh, I sat on the bench, though. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I did pick he him up. He had a pretty good game, though. I think he's set yeah, a record yeah. for, what, um, completions and yardage for uh, rookie. Rookie in his first two he's games. He's in his yeah. first two games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's been really good. And so maybe he is the new Cooper Cup, or, or it seems like staff, or also it seems like, well, you know, if – Stafford can throw all these, you know, these new guys on the Rams can make all these big catches and big yards. Why can't the Chiefs have some of these guys do that same thing? Because Puka was not, he was a fourth round pick or something like that. He was not a yeah. high draft pick. And, you know, Cooper Cup's gone, you know, he's not, he's been injured again with his, ham, his hamstrings acting up. So, but anyway, um, I like, I, I like the Rams offense and I still like the uh, Bengals offense as well. I, I think even if um, um, uh, Edom Joe Burrow hurt himself a little bit, his his, his calf again, I still think uh, together those teams can uh, get it over 43 and a half. So I like, I like the over in that one. Yeah, it looks like the Rams have averaged about 26 points a game. And the Bengals have given up 26 points a game. So you think that's, you know, okay. Yeah. For the but... Rams, at least anyway. That, and that's, you know, over, that's, you know, well over half the points needed for the over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think Cincinnati's at home. So they're going to, they're going to play well, I think. So like, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know, 28, 20 will put me comfortably over. So I, I, you know, I don't know necessarily which game, which way the game's going. I think I know Cincinnati I'm sure is favored by some. I don't if I would maybe take the points with the Rams depending on what the number was. I don't uh but um I I do like the over there. That's my I'm probably more confident I'm more confident about that over than I am about the under 54 and a half. 
So it's it's luckier than the second Ooh. lock. It's the lock. It's the shoeest in of Ooh. my week. So it looks take like that to the, the bank. looks like the Bengals are favored by two and a half. Okay, if it gets over three, I might take the Rams, but um, yeah, I guess I might take the Bengals if it's only two. So. Bengals could be 0 and 3 though. That's Yeah, the Bengals could be 0 and 3 and then that would be very difficult especially in their division because I think all three of those teams in that division even if Cleveland looked pretty bad and they don't have Chubb, they're still a decent team. Mm-hmm. And they have um you know Deshaun Watson despite his you know ickiness is still a solid quarterback in the NFL, I think uh normally. And yeah, the Ravens have looked very good. And I think the Steelers are a solid team too. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to overcome that that deficit. And it, it is another uh, full slate of games, and that is the uh, primetime Monday night game, the eight fifteen. Yeah, Eastern. Not be like a matinee. Yeah, sort it's, of game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they're. Ha- I know they, they used to have the Monday night doubleheader because it was the first day, and they were kind of it was kind of celebration opening week and then they yeah. kind of moved back but then like i don't know why there's two games two two weeks in a row but yeah it's fun i guess if you can um are they, are they doing that in week four also no i think it's just these two weeks i looked no, uh not, not week four yeah and so are there any other games on the slate that interest you at all dr scaff that you think are important either in terms of kind of standings and potential playoff seedings down the road or just uh kind of fun matchups or things that uh you might uh you know you find particularly attractive um i'm yeah, some of the some of the games are pretty lopsided this week there are a couple like 10 plus points yeah, uh, a lot of big spreads, spreads. new york giants at, at san francisco on thursday mm-hmm. saquon is to play the giants did eke out a victory over the cardinals we thought for a while, they were shut out by the Cardinals, too. They're like, are they going to score any points at all this season? Yeah, the whole yeah. season. And then they came roaring yeah. back. Came roaring back. Uh, but Barkley was hurt. But I think that's a big – I still think that's a lot of points for San Francisco to cover at home yeah. on a Thursday. You never know what's going to happen on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and the Chiefs are big favorites, as are, I think, understandably, the Cowboys at the Cardinals – uh, big favorites. Mm. So those are kind of, and I think the Buffalo um, Washington game could be bad. Houston at Jacksonville is also a big spread. I was going to say the Buffalo Washington could be interesting no. just to see what happens anyway. Cause the, the commander's defense, I think is actually pretty decent. Yeah. And I guess. Buffalo, and Allen's kind of struggled less so in the second game, but in the first game, he definitely did not look very good. And he you took a lot of jets. And the and the Jets and the Commanders are kind of similar teams, especially with the injury to Rodgers. And so the Jets did very well, and and I guess the the Bills did very poorly against the Zach Wilson led mm. and lost that game in New York. Mm. And they're going to Washington, so maybe they'll have similar struggles. So maybe six and a half is too many points then on the on the road for uh, Buffalo. Um, so uh, which which um, team would you be more comfortable with? If you were, you know, having to pick to watch one of the teams, the Jets or the Commanders. If I had to, uh, so if I was forced to watch all of the remaining games this season, Mike, you can, you're only, these are the only games you have available to you is either 
all Jets games or all Commanders game? I think it'll be all Commanders. Which team would you choose? I, I live in Maryland, so I, I would say for local interest, I would follow the Commanders. So, like, they would be one of my, like, like you know, in, in some ways I could say they're probably, um, I've, I've grown close to Pittsburgh in the last couple of years because of MJ, but um, in terms of, like, you know, teams that aren't going to be big rivals of the Chiefs, they're in the NFC, they're the mm. localist NFC team, and uh, that localist is a word but most local uh nfc team and and so and you know so i i would say maybe the maybe i picked the commanders but and you know they're i don't know sam howell at least maybe is a more unknown quantity at quarterback we know wilson isn't very good maybe unfortunately uh for him but i don't know i like i i would i guess say although it's fun to kind of enjoy the i guess the jets wouldn't be involved in more primetime matchups uh they would play better teams although the, the washington plays the nfc east but you uh well the jets play the chiefs so i'd be able to watch the chiefs one time versus zero yep. times so maybe i would pick the jets simply because they play the chiefs and they play some of the chiefs more um competitive opponents uh as the season will go on but in in terms of rooting interest maybe i would pick the um commanders but uh, which team do you think is more comfortable with their quarterback, Sam Howell? They think the commanders are more comfortable with Howell as their quarterback than the Jets are comfortable with uh, with Zach Wilson. Huh? With Zach Wilson? I I Maybe do think so they picked they picked Howell. They didn't want to. They could have gotten somebody else, but they decided yeah. we're going to pick Howell. So I guess they are more comfortable. Whether or not that's wise to be more comfortable with. How I think that's another question, but I think at least in Ron Rivera's mind, he's pretty happy with Sam Howell. I would say yeah. certainly happier than Robert Sala is, hap- is with um, Wilson, even if they think Wilson is better because, well, we had Aaron Rodgers and now we're stuck with Zach Wilson. And so like, there's no, you know, so even if you think he might be better, you're st- he's, it's like, you know, you've, you, we had, you're a, already settling. You know, we had a Ferrari, and now we have a, you know, uh, you know, used, uh, you know, uh, a used Chevy, and well, we got a slightly newer used uh, Cavalier in uh, Sam Howell, (laughs) so maybe that's what we'll go with. Or, or is the problem more of you're still stuck with Nathaniel Hackett if you're. Oh, that's also true. You have Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, he's a much better coordinator, I think, than Nathaniel Hackett. And he certainly should have been given a head coaching job years before Nathaniel Hackett. And I don't think Hackett should even be an offensive coordinator because I think he sucks. Uh, but um, yeah. Bieniemy has proven, I think, that he's a, a solid uh, offensive coordinator, even if he wasn't always the number one like offensive mind on the team but he's got Andy Reid but like you know is Matt LaFleur as the number one offensive mind on the Packers you know he's not he's not um you know Kreskin himself so I, I wouldn't uh, uh say that he's 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 a, he's an innovative genius um you could say that for Reid at least in the past maybe still in the maybe you know think of him as one of the top coaches um in league history so um yeah I like so I'd be more comfortable by Washington um I think those are really interesting questions, Dr. Scaff. I really had to uh really had to think about those. And there aren't any really good options because I would be 
because I, if I if I had to become a fan of those teams, I would say there aren't any good options because yeah. they would lose most of the games. But if I wanted to watch good matchups and things like that, at least for now, the Jets are in prime time a lot. They're probably going to get flexed out a lot as the season goes on. But they do play the Chiefs in a couple of weeks, and that'll be a Sunday night Next, game. The week it's uh, yeah week four, I believe. Yeah, and they'll play you know so Sunday night be, Sunday night game. Yeah, Sunday night. Uh, and then they go, I think, to the Broncos. And that could be interesting if both of those teams are struggling. Um, you know, would you rather have – it's the matchup of the kind of uh, beleaguered Wilson quarterbacks, uh, Zach versus Russell. And, you yeah. know, that could be fun. But also could be a really bad game, like what that awful Denver-San Francisco game early last season that was a Monday night or Sunday night game. It was like 10-9 to 9 or 11-10 yeah. to 10 or something. And, like, one of them was like a safety when – who ran out of the back of the end zone? Was that – I think that was um, when Garoppolo was still quarterback for the 49ers when he backed out of the end zone. Like, uh, I just Dan remember the, the, the Dan Orlovsky one is the one I always remember because it looked so funny because he ran so far out of the back <laughs> and then he kept going like he was, you know, like, oh, this is fine. You can do this. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Um, and now he's one of the top ESPN NFL analysts. Sometimes, well, if you, you know, you know, you can't, uh, <laughs> can't do uh teach so you're not supposed to judge a person by you know the one play that they yeah that's their worst moment. Yeah. Like, even Mahomes has had mark, some pretty bad uh, mark sanchez and the butt fumble like that's not <laughs> Tony romo with the the um hold the hold, yeah 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 he's had some really really bad interceptions that he's thrown and yeah. uh, things like that so it's it's yeah but Orlovsky, you know, his great moments weren't very great either because he didn't play in the league very long. But no, yeah. Romo had a more certainly more success than um, Mr. Orlovsky. But no. um, we'll see how much success we have this week with our bets, our locks, and our uh, comprehensive picks. And we'll also see how much success the Chiefs have, see how much success the Royals might have in wrapping up their essentially lost season. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to next week, Dr. Scaff? Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Well, we'll talk about this. Just we'll that. Those are the only we'll have in college football. Maybe uh, in Colorado, we'll see if they can beat uh, Oregon. They've been maybe the story so far this year, but they barely beat Colorado State, who they were favored at home. They were favored by, you know, three touchdowns. And then they had, and then the students stormed the field, even when they, you know, beat a, you know, less heralded rival. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens when they actually play a really good team. On uh, it was an intense game, but yeah, that still doesn't seem like a field storming scenario. Yeah. So like if the Chiefs play the Bears really tough, and they and it, you know, they win, they win in overtime. Should yeah. the Chiefs fans storm? It'll be, it seems like it's that kind of. I guess in professional yeah. football, they'll storm the field anyway. No. But it seems it's a little bit like one of those things. It's like I guess it's your big rival or. It's not really the. It's Colorado, Colorado. Colorado is Colorado State's big rival. Colorado's yeah. big rival is like, well, it used to be Nebraska, or it used to be, you know, or it's you know Utah maybe now, or or you know something something like that. But yeah, no. But uh, we will. We we certainly have no rivals here uh, on the Warning Check Power Hour in terms of our um, observations, uh, insights, uh, and. Uh, interesting tangents that we we tend to take from time to time not as many this week uh we had the cleveland tennessee uh 
bit, but we didn't, we, we, we weren't as, uh, I, I think off the wall this time. It seemed to be more straight and narrow, uh, focused this week, which maybe turns, uh, which maybe is a positive for some viewers or listeners, maybe a negative for others, but we'll, we'll, uh, certainly do worse or better in the future. So, uh, you, you can keep, uh, these are know, the choices. You can take that to the, take that to the proverbial bank. Just like we will take our uh, winnings to the proverbial bank since we are not actually making real bets, but we are simply planning our uh, future heists if we become uh, top gamblers where we will fleece all of the uh, uh, institutions. Um, that, is, that is the official bank of the Warning Track Power Hour is the proverbial bank. <laughs> yes. First proverbial. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've got, you've got a good well, I, I, I owe some. I, I owe uh, quite a bit of interest to uh, First Proverbial right now. <laughs> we uh, need to get a graphic up here, for the, <laughs> a logo for this First Proverbial. I'm sure it, ha- it would have, a, it would have, being a proverbial bank, it would have to have a very interesting slogan um, yeah. or, or yeah. a very boring proverb kind of slogan, like a, right. like a penny, a penny earned type of thing. Right. <laughs> we'll work on that for future. Yeah, biblical, a biblical proverb. I can't quite think of one with money yeah. that's a biblical proverb, but we'll maybe we can think of uh, one for our, uh, first proverbial. Uh, we'll get and... there. This is in the uh, ideation phase. We'll we'll get there <laughs> shortly. Yeah, yeah. So don't you, you, we'll, we'll yeah, but we will certainly maybe we'll even have uh, you know blueprints and plans of this proverbial bank even before uh, the Royals have their blueprints and plans <laughs> new stadium in twenty twenty eight. There we uh, go. We, maybe we'll build ours also in in. Uh, scenic north kansas city uh, located <laughs> maybe that's where well you're thinking that your pharmaceutical company may move to north kansas city so it could it could you could probably stick a, a vault uh uh right there and yeah you know, that's the goal or well, maybe it. maybe first proverbial will go into whichever site is unclaimed by the royals yes <laughs> right. yeah we're, and, we're waiting to see what their decision is and well, then we'll, unclaimed, we'll place first proverbial there well, there is a lot of banking history on that east side of downtown because that is where the Federal Reserve Bank is located. So it would be mm-hmm. a good place to have. And Commerce Bank is close there. The old, the big Commerce Bank building with yep. the uh, classic uh, neon sign, the circle sort of basketball globe uh, pattern that it had. Uh, yeah. I was when I was a kid. I liked I liked that Commerce Bank. Is it still is it still light up and switch like that, or is it always? The same I think now? it's static now. Uh, I like I like the the. Well, the, that's the that's the building that I lived in though was the Commerce Tower. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Then the actual Commerce headquarters moved to the building south of that. But the building that you're talking about is the is now is a residential. Oh, it's no longer. Well, maybe maybe it will be the future home of First Proverbial Bank if you move back there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or um, if I happen to move to Kansas City for some weird reason, but. Uh, not, not a, I like Kansas City, but right right now my my life circumstances do not uh seem like going back to Kansas City anytime soon to live unless yeah. I have a maybe a say maybe a condo in uh, there. Yes, I'm a, since I'll be making so much money from these NFL picks, I won't yeah. know what to do. I'll have to have vacation homes in you know yeah. Tahoe and uh you know San Tropez and Kansas City. Uh, All those big sponsorships from First Proverbial Bank. We'll be able yeah. to afford all those. We'll have to put it on our, uh, you know, logo, you know <laughs> like our, our, on our on our uh, uniforms and things like that. Well, right. I think we've 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 made up 
for more than enough with our uh, you know sort of inane uh, odd ramblings uh, at the end of Warning Trek Power Hour. So we before we can uh, do any more damage to our uh, reputation or to our viewers' uh, uh, psyches, we will uh, sign off uh, this this week. Um, and as always, I am Dr. Michael Lerman. He is Dr. Andrew Skeff. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our many podcast vehicle uh, delivery services. And until next week, we wish you uh, good luck with your, your your betting and your 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 teams as the Major League Baseball season winds down and the football seasons in both college and the NFL uh, rev up. And uh, until then, we wish you good day.